everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of 30 on Broadway. The first on Broadway post the beginning of the NHL season. And we're not just going to be talking about the games that have happened. It's been kind of up and down. We've got some stuff to talk about with Chris Drury. Nick, take it away. Chris Drury's an asshole. Okay, yeah, from the top a, rope. Yeah, no. Ooh, yeah, come, coming from the top rope, brother. Oh, Just like the macho man. No, no, please, please, please. Hey, shut up, okay? Uh, it's it's one of your better impersonations, but I can assure you from learned doctors have told me no one comes on the FHN podcast to hear impersonations. They would rather hear us bitch at each other back and forth and then jump into our <laughs> topics. So I have sources. Okay. All right. Sauces, you, have so- multiple you, have so- sauces. you have sources. Okay. You know, that okay, coming this. coming from so, your 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 girlfriend, and I have a pretty good idea who the other one is. No, there yeah. it's no 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 because remember on the FHN.net. So if you go to the FHN.net and you sign That's up it. for our email newsletter from MailChimp, you can eventually get a survey from the FHN.net that asks you for your wants, your needs, your desires, oh, and God. what you like. <laughs> please, please please, don't ever do that again. Don't ever do that and, again. And that was a resounding comment. That was a comment that we got multiple times. Therefore, I have multiple sources that have hey, told me. You have no sauces whatsoever. They like, they we're going like to break that. We're going to break that down. We're going to break that down after the show. But I know so, for a fact you have no sauces. But right. yes, Chris Drury, Christopher Drury, former Rangers captain, is asshole. And well, thank you believe, for ending any, any possibility. Listen, okay, first off, I didn't do that. I know where you're going, <laughs> and that's not my fault. Okay. Oh, no, that stuff is, yeah, we know what that, that did. Okay. No, but look, Drury. And if you don't believe me that he's an asshole, just go read Arthur Staples' first article from since joining the beat covering the Rangers for the Athletic since a uh, good period retired, announced now, his retirement. How good of an article was this? It was. I fantastic. mean, this is the first like deep it was, dive. It was, it was if you're an Athletic subscriber, because you know what you've been he, getting nothing because. Here's the one thing about, and I do like Shana's analytical stuff. I do, um, even though I'm not really an analytics guy, but it does provide me with some with some insight to the analytical world that I do appreciate. So I, I will but, I, but say, I mean the deep dive on the team and all the other right. stuff no, that I has no, nothing. But I'm just saying, I'm not, I didn't mean that as a dig. No, I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm sure. I, I know you weren't. I I'm just saying. Like I did not enjoy Carp's stuff. So it wasn't that all the Rangers stuff was bad is what I'm saying. I think Shayna does a terrific job. And if people don't remember, Shayna actually um, broke the Brady Shade deal when the insiders were asleep on trade deadline day a couple yeah. years ago. Yep. So, no, I have nothing but good things to say about Shayna. I think she is phenomenal at what she does. So I, I definitely will give her um, the plug on that for sure because I, I do. Like – I, I've always been the type, even if I don't interact with people so much or whatever, um, or I'm not part of the the site that they're on or whatever. It does, you know, it doesn't matter. If you have, if you have good stuff, I will read it and I will put it out there for other people to read because I think 
the the more intelligent hockey fans should be known and the no, number one should be silent. So Look, like I'll said, say this. Let me just say this. Carp, when he used to do his game recaps and had his own blog, I loved it. It's it's this is time. Tremendous amount of respect. This is time. It's it's time. It's just time like to get any, some fresh just, blood. It's time like to get play, just like eventually. Any you know, we'll be saying the same thing about Sam Rosen. It's time. I've already Sam, been saying about Sam. Sam Rosen is beloved. The only the only person in Ranger history that I don't think we ever would have said, you know what, it's time is John Amarante. That's the only one. And because JD. I never got time and, to and probably JD. JD. Yeah, and I would say JD on the on the on the TV as well. But, but look, I, I don't mean it as a level of disrespect, but I think you when it's time, it's time, and this was time. It's like um, anything else, athletes, you know, writers, singers. Look, Michael Caine in acting just retired. Like yeah. there comes a time where you know everything the show passes you must by. go on, and you must be passed on by. And look. I'm not going to sit here and dog Rick Carpignello because I've never actually met the man. I've never really spoken to him outside of me telling him that Leah Sanderson was a terrible draft pick and look who was right. Um, I'm I'm just saying you basically an idiot. He did. And look who's laughing now. Who had the last laugh on that one? All right. So anyways, Um, let's jump back into this because I don't want to talk about this anymore. No, shut up. I want to talk about Chris Jury and Vitaly Kratzoff. I'm getting there if you shut the people up. People want to know. Okay, shut up. Good period. L- listen, I'm about to go the rock on you. Shut up, bitch. Okay. Now listen. <laughs> All right. Arthur Staple wrote a fantastic article, and he re- and it's good. I think in the sense that they have somebody with an Islanders background covering the team because he's not afraid to dog the team when they need it. Because there are too many beat writers who suck up to the team because, you know, they don't want to bite the hand that feeds them. They have to. So, but Staple having an Islanders perspective, I think will be great. It will be refreshing from the standpoint that he will be, it, he will say the things that a lot of us think, but get killed for myself included. Okay. Yep. So state, so he came out and he wrote a deep dive about everything that's gone wrong with this relationship and can it be fixed? And the stuff that Chris Drury, like, just absolutely going to town on Krasov. Like, okay, when Krasov, and he even admitted that he handled it wrong the first time he went back to Russia two years ago because he got upset that he didn't make the team. And he handled was, a lot wrong. And we'll Drury, get to that. And Drury was then the uh, general manager of the Wolfpack, being the uh, assistant general manager of the Rangers. And Krasov went to get his gear and say goodbye to teammates and, and coaches and stuff. And Drury literally met him and, tell, and told him, you quit on the team. Now, is he wrong? No. No, he's, no, he's there, right. Is there a more tactful way to handle it? Yeah, you don't do it Absolutely. in front of everybody in the world. Okay. Then evidently when the Rangers were in the bubble, there was and I might I might have that wrong. Um, but again, go read the article. Arthur Staple, the athletic, phenomenal. Um he noted how Drury just completely, completely went to town on Kraftsov for questioning his effort and just absolutely putting him down in front of everybody. 
again, there is a better way to handle this. You know, sometimes, and look, I work with kids, okay? That is my profession, um, and it's not the easiest of jobs, and it's not something that I would say that everybody should do if you don't have the patience for it. And Chris, you know this as a dad. Everybody has, you can't treat everybody the same way. Everybody is their own different, unique person. And I know people who are older are going to listen to this. What the shit is this guy talking about? But it really is true that people can't, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Because the 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 way that a coach would handle me may not be the same way that Chris would respond in a certain situation. Maybe, you know, maybe Chris isn't the type that could get yelled at and screamed at, you know, whatever, you're doing this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. Like, I know for me, look, when I screw up, I know I screw up. So instead of coming down on me for stuff that I already know that I screwed up on, you know, positive, uh, one positive reinforcement, man, goes a long way. So, look, I'm not going to tell anybody how to do their job or anything like that, but Drury, I think, owns a lot of this because there's a lot of stuff when you come down on somebody and come down on somebody and come down on somebody, you're naturally going to think that, dude, this dude just doesn't like me for whatever reason. Like, I'm trying to do what they're asking. I'm I'm trying to do everything that they want me to do. This dude is still pissed off at me and he's still getting on my case. So what the hell do I have to do to... To, to win this guy over. But I, I will say this. There is an onus on, on Vitaly, and there's a track record here. And there's obviously, look, did, did a jury handle this right? No. 100% no. Did Vitaly Kratzoff handle this right? No. No. You can't. You can't and, and that's the thing. I think that's the thing that people are kind of blurring because people are like, oh, you know, you're seeing it on, on Twitter and on social media where people are just go, oh, it's just easy to dog on Drury because he's the boss. And people are just all about dogging on their bosses now and just driving those guys into the ground. And people aren't looking at, well, you know, Kratzoff's got to take ownership. No, he does, 100%. I he argued does. that. I yeah. argued that in group chats with you guys. And it, it was borderline group he, chat arguments. He does um, have to, but I agree. He does have to own part of it because look, should he have taken the assignment to Hartford and said, look, I'm going to ball out and I'm going to show you guys that you're a bunch of assholes for yes. not having me make, and he should have a hundred percent. That would have been, that would have been the mature approach. He didn't, which is immature. But when you look at the history of how the Rangers have dogged him so far, you can understand why he would look at it and say, look, they told me once before, if I go down, it'll be quick and then I'll be back. You know, so I can I understand, understand that, I can understand from his side. My thing to that though is if this was the first time it happened, I could say, you know what, I understand. But they had concerns with him going into camp, they had concerns with him in camp, they had concerns with him post his injury, they've had concerns. I mean, there's right, but see, here's where the organizational failure comes into comes into play. It's Gordy Clark at the end of the day. The scouting department botched this six ways from Sunday. And I I wrote about it when I talked about it. I I wrote about it today for the FHN, um, you know, just how the situation is revealing a lot of things about the Rangers organization. They this up royally. That there is so much time 
and money and manpower invested into scouting these players, how do you miss a player with maturity issues? Character issues. Because he has them. You can't say he doesn't. He does. he, He does. And look, the Rangers, when they went into the rebuild, they said, we are focused on bringing in high-character guys. And I'm not going to say that he, he's a low-character guy, but there's definitely there's some concerns. things. There are, are legitimate concerns. But, and again, that is on the New York Rangers. They have failed yep. in that 100%, aspect. 100%. There's, okay. a lot of, there's a lot of problems here. There's, you know, you could say Drury chewing him out about, stuff in front of the players when it should have been a closed door meeting. Look, there's a difference between the coach chewing you out because you, you dogged a drill or you botched a play or you did something. And then That's evidently different. there was there was an exit interview issue at the end of this season with Drury you know? and, and Kraftsoff. So like there there was but that but that again but but even with that I could sit there and say you know what that's an exit interview. That's a closed door thing. That's not but it, but, it, but the whole thing is <laughs> it it looks like and there's this, a pattern this is what it looks like from, from my standpoint, that Drury has made up his mind since Kravtsov went back to Russia the first time that this guy's a quitter. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have the heart. And he well, appears, he he looks to me like somebody who has an axe to grind. But here's the thing. I get that. But Kravtsov hasn't come back here and been lights out, blowing it up dynamic. He hasn't. Okay. But he was he on the wasn't. fourth line last year. He was on the fourth line last year. I get that. But even when he came back line? and went to Hartford, when he came back from the KHL and went to Hartford for that there's stint, an a, There's an adjustment period. Great. There's an adjustment period. But I get period. that. But then again, but then you could go back to the player and you say, hey, you got to adjust. You got to show us something. And has he, according to them, has he shown him them enough? The answer no, is but no. According, but according to them, they also thought Leah Anderson was a top 10 pick. So forgive me I, if I don't trust their judgment. I, I understand that. But what I'm saying is Kratzoff has done nothing. Hasn't really done no, anything. He, he hasn't helped show himself. You. He, has, he hasn't helped his own himself. cause. No. And now I, but he's but, done it for the second time. He's run back to Russia. Whether And there's blame on all sides. I think at but, the end of the day, Every side has screwed this up. The front office, the scouting department, and the player. I can justify him more this time than I could the first time. But on the flip of that, because here's the reason here's the reason why. Chris Drury opened his fat mouth when they traded Butch Nevich. And and that's the biggest reason, one of the biggest reasons why we felt comfortable doing this is because we feel confident in our young right wingers and our right wing depth. Which and is now you got, and now you got none, and, not, and Vitaly, and Vitaly none. Kraftov. So, and, and I, and I said none. this to my dad, and I said this to my dad last week because we were talking about this, I, and I said Chris Drury would have been better off say when they asked why was the trade made, and this was would have been the statement I would have given if I was him. Look, we we love Pavel Butchnevich. He's a high character guy. He's well loved in our room. We love him as an organization, and it kills us to to lose a player of his magnitude, both as a person and as a hockey player, but where we are right now, the cap situation and with some of the things that we have to handle and with the cap not going up due to COVID and other factors, Pavel has played at such a high level that he just has priced himself. He's played his way, unfortunately, onto another team because 
we unfortunately can't accommodate him financially the way he deserves because he is such a, uh, a fantastic hockey player and person that we hate to lose. But we also do welcome, we would love to welcome Sammy Blay, who we think will help us in our vision moving forward. Who, who has been very good. The next the level. Who, who has, has been, been very good. Very but good. let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Been... Chris Jury gives that, gives that statement as a reason of why you made the trade. Yeah, but you know why? You know why that statement would have caused people to flip out? Because you've got people that are so, which is ironic. This is ironic to me. You've got people that are so heavy on the hockey analytics that follow this team that think the Rangers have no cap concerns at all. For people that are so invested into numbers to not see that, yeah, the Rangers are sitting at $8 million in cap space right now, to not see the long term of where money gets spent and gets allocated is 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 mind-boggling to me. For me, but, someone but, who is typically stupid when it comes to these kinds of things. But if Drury had given that statement, yeah, it's the more you're, organizational. You're, you're yeah. not locking yourself into we have to play Kako because then but at the if end his agent day, says, but then if his or Kako or Krasov, because then if Krasov's agent says, well, look, you traded your top line right winger. And why'd you do it? Well, I said why we did it. This is why we did it. Right. No, I, I understand it. Look, none of them look good. None of them look good. The Rangers do in this situation look worse because this is now two players. And this is, again, you know, you could even go to Georgie where mismanagement of assets. You could look, The Rangers should have traded Georgie two years ago. The Rangers, we wouldn't be having this discussion if the Rangers – would have traded Chris Kreider. And I know I've brought that up with other people and they've said, oh, that's well, a scapegoat argument. We, but it's we not also, because we if you traded him, the lottery either. I so. get that. But if you traded him, you're not trading Pavel Buchnevich because you don't have to. You don't have any of the cap concerns you have right now because you've got that money. You're not wasting it. And I understand he's red hot to start the season. Come see me in two weeks. Let's see where he's at in two weeks, where we go on a 20-game stretch, where we get like one point, okay? Let's see where that goes. But look, it's a bad situation. But uh, it's, it's a bad situation. But I will and... say this. Um, did you read Elliot Friedman's 32 thoughts today? I did not. Thought number seven. Um, Gerard Gallant has reached out to Kravtsov to ask – to ask if he'd be interested in coming back to the team. I'll tell you this. I will tell Gerard, you this. No, no, listen. Gerard Gallant has reached big. out to Kraftsoff to see if he'll come back. Where I, Drury, I will say this. Where Drury turned around and said pretty much washed his hands on the whole thing and said, yeah, you want out, see you go. I will say this. I do not think, and I said this, I think, last week or a couple of weeks ago, where there's been some stuff that's happened and you're kind of like, oh, boy, this is – a concern. I really don't get the f- feeling that Chris Jury could be long for the GM role. I don't. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know if, how that means, but I could see if something comes up, if another thing or another couple things or something goes astray or whatever, I, like that to me. If Kratzoff comes back and it has nothing to do with Jury. <laughs> That's even a worse look on Drury. And that could you only imagine what contract negotiations would be like if he winds up lighting it up in a couple of years? 
yeah, hey, hey, bitch, pay me. It's, yeah, like literally, he'll wind <laughs> up saying he would be the type that if somebody wanted to offer sheet him, he'd sign it just to stick Drury. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a bad situation. Um, I hate to stay with bad situations, but the Rangers have a problem on their blue line, and it is a pairing. And I'm not going to dog on Jacob Truba. I'm not going to dog. Look, Truba hasn't been good. The Jacob Truba, Keandre Miller pairing has been horrendous. And I know, and I've gotten killed for this already this year. Keandre Miller has some issues. He has not been good. And I saw him last year, and I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. We talked about it. We brought it up. Because he was a rookie, and I'm not going to dog on a rookie. But now we're in year two, and guess what? The same mistakes it's, are still being made. So now it's not. It's, it's not now. Worse. It's, it's, it's got worse. And everybody's like, "Oh, well, Truba, you know, Truba this, Truba that on goals that are given up against." It's like, well, okay. When his defense partner keeps jumping up in the play and giving up two on ones, there's only so much you can do. Yeah, Truba's having to cover for a lot of Miller's deficiencies, and still, Miller or Truba has gotten dogged himself. I mean, against the, the, the uh, who was it that undressed him the other night in the Canadians game? Was it Caulfield? I think yeah, that like just yeah, basically went around him like he yeah. was a pylon. And if Shesterkin, I mean, if, if not for Shesterkin, let's be honest, the Rangers' they'd be, record is they'd, they'd be oh three and one right now. They wouldn't have a win. They wouldn't have a win. Let's just be honest. The Rangers would not have a win right now in this season. Um, the, the pairing hasn't been good. And I just wonder, is it going to get to a point where we see Jones come up? I, I said it last season that, and I and I said that this was going to be a a. a uh, I didn't mean this as a slight to Miller, but I said depending on how Miller has come out out of the gate, people can't look at it as oh Miller's a bust if he starts out strong. Look, it tails goes off back in the to... middle of the season. Hold on, hold on, hold on tails off in the middle of the season and has to go down to Hartford just to get his bearings. And I thought that was a thing. Like they probably should have done that with Kako at some point and they didn't. They probably should have did it with Miller and they didn't. And I wonder if that may be a situation where it's like, because the jumping up in the rush, it's not just pinching anymore. It's him. It's him trying. It's in the him neutral trying zone. to make those plays in the neutral zone. And then trying to stand on the blue line to make a blue line stand when you've got no shot of it at all. And yeah, then nah, you're he, leaving he, Truba high and dry, and you got to hope that your wingers are racing back to cover for you. He is not positionally sound at all. And it's, it's been I, a look, giant I, red flag. It goes, back, it goes back to what I said at the start of last year where I was very – and you remember this – I was anti-Miller making the roster because I was afraid of what we're seeing now. You but he was just too him, good. And that was the problem. I, he was but too I, good. He was, he was too good. But you know what? You have to look long-term. And the thing was, they weren't looking long-term, especially David no, I, understand. I get because it. No, 100%. You know, so I, I understand <clears throat> why they did what they did. But this was the fear I had because now – this is becoming stuff that I, once you start doing something over and over and over and over again, it becomes a habit. Once it becomes a habit, it starts to become instinctual. When it becomes instinctual, you're never getting it out. Of, you're never getting it out of your game. We saw it with Delzato. 
it, it, it it's one and of I don't those, think it's and I'm not saying that he's gonna turn into Delzado. I'm not saying no. that at all. I'm saying that there are very clear issues with Keandre Miller's play that the Rangers have to wake up and address because they're not going away anytime soon. No, but I will also say post Jacques Martin, this defense has taken a big step back. But I also give it, you know, I, I, you know, new coach, new, you know. Well, we're, yeah, but, we're going to talk about that in a couple, a couple, a couple of moments here. Where I don't want to be like dogging on it and saying, "Oh my God, the sky is falling," because it's not, it's not. But it just causes a concern. These are red flags that throw up, and you can say, "Okay, this is something that we noticed as a pattern from like the middle of the season on last year, and now it's become amplified. It looked pretty bad in the preseason, and now it's looking worse." So it's kind of like, all right, when when is it going to get, you know, how does it get fixed? Because I think Miller is a tremendous defenseman. It's just learning the ropes. It's just learning and and growing. And I think he could be a terrific defenseman. But if this is going to keep happening, it's going to get worse. Then that's a that's a big a big a big concern. Another one before we get into the season. Right now, Philip Heedle. I'm sorry. You might disagree with me on this. Filipino is not taking advantage of the opportunity at center. Unfortunately, and it's sad to see. I mean, he's and, literally you know, doing nothing. Not- he's he's done nothing to show you. Last year, we said he needed to have a breakout season. We said he needed to take that big step. And we knew you kind of wanted to give benefit of the doubt and lenience because of COVID. We knew all of that crap and COVID was causing problems. So you don't want to say, oh, my God. But then you go into this year and you're saying, if they're not going to trade him and they're going to go with him as the third line center, he needs to take over the third line center role. Or is it enough to move him to the wing and put Barkley Goodrow as the third line center? Now you have Ryan Strom go out with COVID on the COVID protocols. You have Filipino go into the second line and outside of the final preseason game against the Islanders where he lit it up. Who freaking cares? He has done nothing to show you that he is taking advantage of the opportunity and is a guy like we've talked about before. We've we've even argued this. If they traded Strong, can you move Heedle into the second line center spot right now, early out of the gate? Yeah, no. but what have I what have I always said about Heedle? Where do I always think he's where do I feel he's best at? I've told On you this numerous On times. The on the wing, he's a winger. His game just translates better to the wing because he's not good defensively. He's really not good defensively. No. But it's just he doesn't do the things that you need from a center. So the Rangers do have a second-line center problem if Strom's not healthy. But, yeah, no, look, and it's disappointing. I, I really thought Phil was going to take this opportunity to run with it. So far, we haven't seen it. Who knows, you know, depending on what happens Thursday, if Strom is able to play Thursday or not in Nashville, we'll see. Um, you know, but look, not even that, just on the third line as well. Heedle's got to grow up. The, you know, this is nut-cutting time for him. Yeah. Five years in the league, you know, and I know he's still young. He's 22 years old, so he can still figure it out. But, you know, we're, we're, we're at that point now where, all right, you know, we got to take the training wheels off. You got to learn to sink or swim here. And so far, he's not swimming. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, you're not seeing anything. I mean, at least to me, I, I'm not seeing it where 
you're sitting there going, you know what? All right, this is looking, this is looking good. This is looking, this is looking better. Um, I just don't, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. I mean, he's, he's 48% on his face off. So he is better in that regards. 13-1-14 loss, so that is trending better. He's trending at 48%, which would be his career high, but it's still not good enough. But it's just like, I don't know if it's maybe he's tentative playing with Panarin. He just wants to get the puck to Panarin and let him make a play. You know, look, I, I think you see it with There's Kako no Kako. offense. He's driving Kako, no offense. Kako wants the puck on his stick now. Kako's yeah. playing with a confidence that we haven't seen from him yet. So... I, I think that's where Heedle has to get to. Like, remember, dude, you're good enough that you made it to the NHL. Like, I, I, sometimes it's as simple as that. Players lose confidence, and I think when yeah. you played under a coach that didn't give you a lot of opportunities, you're a little bit afraid and tentative to 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 really try and go out and dominate because you don't want to lose the spot that you just got because under a previous regime, one mistake and you were done. So, but I will say I, this. I under think there is something, gallant, you know. Yeah, under a gallant system, it's more troubling to me that he's driving offense less. So like far, that's and we'll see. so far. Well, and again, it's early. And look, yeah. that's the last point that I want to make. Look, the season is early. The ups and downs so far, are they really a shock or a surprise? No. Did we think that there was going to be adjustment periods? Yes. I, I think you have to understand, look, this team isn't going to come out of the gates and all of a sudden be, oh, we're a perennial playoff team. We're a cup contender. This is a team that at the end of the season, we're sitting here saying, you know what? They need to take that step. But all you got to do is go back to 2013, 2014. Look how bad this team was when he started under Elaine Vigneault. And look what happened. Well, there was also extenuating circumstances there. And this is a better the, team. Yeah. But I, look, things take time. You got to remember, a lot of the core of this team is still really young, so they're learning how to win in the NHL. This is a process. Despite what the moronic owner has to say, this is going to take time. So, you know, but I do you think just gotta, regardless, you got to remember that. I will. I will say, regardless, the team needs to take that next step this year, and that's the playoffs. I so agree. if we're if we're in January and we're sitting here and we're having this up and down still, then we can sit there and say, you know what, we got some issues here. You know, well, right look, now like we're, I we're said, pointing I don't, at certain things, but they they haven't been terrible. They've been no. terrible in some aspects, and they've, they've been good moments. in others. Like they've created a lot of chances at even strength, which is something they never did under David Quinn. No. Now it's just about burying those chances. Get healthy, and those chances. I think once you see a full lineup, those chances will start to go in. It was great to no, see because of Benajek get a goal. It was great to see how Tammy Panarin get a goal. Kako's been Finally. getting chances. Laugh has been getting chances. He got a goal. Like so, just keep doing what you're doing. Believe in what your coach is instilling in you, and the goals are going to come. They will come because this yeah. team is way too talented. Like you said, if we're sitting here in January and this team still can't score, then we have issues. Like. Part of the issue with the power play so far, Artemi, baby, I love you. I know you're a playmaker. Shoot the and puck. I know you want to pass the puck. Shoot the puck every now and then. Shoot it's the okay. puck, Barry. I won't get mad. Shoot well, the puck, okay. Barry. 
Okay, well, let's not go there. But, <laughs> no, look, but, you know, if Panarin starts shooting a little bit more, teams won't, and also, if they put a left shot in the right circle, so you have that dual one-timer option with Mika and, and, and uh, you know, Kako or Lafreniere, look, I, this is one spot where I think they miss Butch Nevis. Butch Nevis in that right circle yeah. offered, yeah. you know, a good yep. one-timer, so. Yep. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, that's where you're missing Butch. You're missing that, you know, what he brought to the table on that, something like that. So, oh, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like this episode is a dogging on it. But no, you know, hey, there's no there's trouble. Gonna... But you can say Igor Shesterkin has been, I mean, ridiculous. Henrik Lundqvist-esque. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which I loved. I don't know if you caught Stephen Valakit's little dig at. It, it was no, it wasn't a dig. He was just trolling him, but it was. Fantastic. I know it was a little troll, well but a little troll dig. It was fantastic. I loved it. He's been great. It's been great to see him on the desk. It's been great to see him. I, just, I wish I, he was I, two I days wish... later when I was still in the city because I was literally around the corner from the SG studio. I that wish been he nice. just would have. I wish Hank would have said last night against Toronto. You know, talking about that second period, I wish he just would have looked into the camera and been like, Igor. Been there, buddy. Just get ready for it. Been there. You've got you know, 13 more years of it, buddy. I hope yeah. Hank looks at Igor, you know, like a proud father. Just like, oh, look at my son. He's just, doing so well. At the well. end of the day, I wish you he would have got that extra year with him. I do. I do wish. I do. The, the right thing the Rangers should have done was traded Georgie and rode with Igor and Hank for the last for that last year. And I think yeah, that would have well, made a big don't, a don't big get me start but, don't get me started on Georgie. Look, yeah, we're not gonna jump are, on that. When you are so bad positionally that not even Ben Wallaire can fix you, you suck. Yeah, I mean, what the hell, man? I, I just I don't get it. No, I'm not I getting into get it. it. I'm not doing I'm not doing that because I, I think I'll, I can take, argue that I might I'll be take a little the, bit better in that than uh, uh, I'll take the next thirty five <laughs> minutes and go on a Georgie Bashing session. Let's not do this. Yeah, again. I know. All right, the next couple of games, Rangers got Nashville Predators, which should be a good one. This is on Thursday, so they got two days off, good practice days. They got Thursday night in Nashville against the Nashville Predators, a team that's not doing good. Saturday, the Ottawa Senators, a team that's been exciting and now has Brady Kachuk back in the fold. They are doing good. And another team who, again, again, what the hell are they? The Calgary Flames, Monday night at home at the Garden, 7 p.m. And then we'll recap all of it on the next 30 on Broadway. So until next time, let's do that hockey. Whoop, whoop.